Harley Van Heining, better known as Gnarly Harley, is arguably one of the world's best gyotaku artists. It is a traditional form of Japanese artwork that began over a hundred years ago as a way for fishermen to keep a record of a fish they caught. It involves painting over a freshly caught fish and then printing a copy of the fish directly onto the canvas. Harley first started fishing when he was a kid growing up in Navarre, Florida, a small beach town sandwiched between Destin and Pensacola. He would ride his bike to the Santa Rosa Sound before school and he had a log book where he would record all of his catches. Those days on the water and the lifestyle of the Emerald Coast inspires many of his pieces today. Harley began his career with what was a business called DestinFloridaPodcast.com where he was creating a lifestyle brand that revolved around tourism on the Emerald Coast. He would do fish prints on t-shirts and sell them as part of his brand when one day he showed his mom what he was doing and she encouraged him to do more of it. Harley became obsessed with printing fish and he had canvas all over his room when a friend asked him a question that would change his life forever. Why don't you sell your artwork? His friend also encouraged him to sign up to be a vendor at the Destin Seafood Festival. The day before the festival started, he was painting the scamp grouper at a local dock when his first customer approached him about buying that exact painting. And as they say, the rest is history. I kept like a log of like the fish I caught, how many, the moon, tides, stuff like that. Like I had that spot so dialed. And one of the biggest trouts ever caught to this day was at that spot on a topwater mirror on a 38 MR with the redhead white body <laughs> on six pound string, monofilament. And yeah, I landed that fish. <laughs> And I've never been so happy when that thing came in because still to this day, it was like the biggest trout I ever caught. But um, yeah, growing up, always outside, always fishing at the beach, surfing, baseball, played baseball through growing up, through middle school, through high school, um, did art. The art thing came about naturally. I started um, drawing and doodling, as you'd say, in kindergarten. I remember doing that with my friend Kevin <laughs> that sat next to me and I'd be drawing with crowns, you know, on why everyone else is doing other stuff. And yeah, I just kind of took nat took to it naturally. And then I remember, I think when I was like eight years old, I had uh, I was at a daycare and we had like a haunted house um, art contest. And I won like the haunted house art contest. And I think I was like nine, eight or nine at that time. But the art thing has always been there. And I did art classes through middle school, through high school. Um, yeah, I had a rad childhood. We are always outside doing, yeah, just catching fish, skateboarding all night, going to skate parks, surfing, listening to punk rock. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good childhood. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. And I could imagine, uh, I'm thinking of the Emerald Coast right now as it sits because I've only been here for 10 years. But what was life like as a kid growing up in what most would be considered a, a tourist town and how different is is it today man it's it's a it's gosh it's it's definitely different it's a lot different especially navarre because uh, out there at the time when i was growing up going to the beach i think there was like two condos and then going to panama city was one you know like basically two lanes one lane going each way miramar beach was nothing um, 
You know, there was no commons, none of that. Destin was basically like they had the seafood festival in the parking lot where the Emerald Grand is now. The Emerald Grand wasn't there. There was a Hooters. Um, there was the Fat Tuesdays. I believe it was Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, where they had like the frozen drinks. I think they got a Baytown now. But there was that, the Lucky Snapper, I believe. And then they would hold a seafood festival like right there. And I remember the old Magnolia tree eating funnel cakes as a kid or seafood underneath that tree growing up. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was cool, man. It was just um, we didn't have all the traffic we had now. You could go to the beach. Um, and there's there's so much beach access. There wasn't there wasn't all the stuff that we have now with ropes and private beaches and all the noise and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. And I think my favorite was Navarre though, because Navarre was always sort of just um, very quiet and nobody really went out there. You know, it was just like the Navarre locals, and that's why we'd always go surf fish out there because um, yeah, no one was out there and something that's kind of relevant to today today that I hear guys talking about is like Kobe running down the beach. I still remember being like nine, 10 years old on the beach and seeing giant wads of Kobe going down the second sandbar. And like my dad throwing at like a hundred pound Kobe, I'm not kidding, like 15 feet off the beach. <laughs> and, you know, people talk, don't, they don't understand that. And I'm like, nah, I clearly remember those days and like seeing those fish as a kid and being like, oh my God. <laughs> And now, you know, it's, you know, I don't know, but that's, that's a whole nother discussion with Kobe and all that stuff. But yeah, I've seen a lot of changes. Um, I don't know, more people, more problems, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think it was better back then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's, yeah. um, Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of growth here in the area. And yeah. and the one thing I do that's kept me here that I love about our area is the community. You know, there's guys I've grown up with, I played baseball with, um, and we all, you know, have known each other for years. And there's that tight knit community um, that I, ver- I value a lot, just as in because you can't, you know, you're not going to get that in a big city. Yeah. And, and also, too, we all value what we remember from when we grew up. Mm-hmm. So when you get people coming in here trying to start new politics and this and that, it's like, no, we remember how this place was and how it should be protected, how it, you know, how it's like what draws everyone here, which is just the beauty and the natural, our, our beaches, you know, like this past weekend driving over the Destin Bridge and seeing the pass lit up. I mean, it's amazing. It's why people come here and it's, that needs to be embraced and always protected and always be allowed for everyone to enjoy um, and also be respected. So, yeah. and you know, in that community here, uh, is there ever one person that you could point to that heavily influenced uh, how you live your life today? Yeah, my, both my parents. Um, you know, I, I think my like with my uh, my stepfather uh, Randy, my mom Anna, um, taking me to the beach every weekend. Uh, was very influential because that really introduced you know the fishing on a regular basis um the surfing the art because they would take me to art festivals like the pensacola art festival i haven't done that one yet but that's like a sentimental one because i remember going to that as a kid Mm -hmm. and uh seeing that 
um, art gallery. So all of those things and doing them regularly um, shaped my interests, my passions, my love, which I still do today. You know, my life revolves around the waves and painting now, which if it wasn't for them, you know, take me to the beach every weekend or, you know, to the skate park, all those things. Um, it wouldn't have become such a passion and such a love like it is now. And now, like, you know, I live for those things. Mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, my parents definitely were the both of them um, were very influential. And I have everything to thank them for. So you talked a little bit about how um, your parents and your grandparents have migrated here from both Poland and Russia. And you talked through how how inspired you are to come here because your mom was never able to be an artist. Her mom always told her that she wasn't, that wasn't a woman's job. Now what is, um, could you talk us through how that, uh, how that story came about and just through the history of your grandparents and how you, it's inspired you to continue to paint today? Yeah, so um, it's kind of, I guess we go in today and gratitude and the lives that we have and stuff like that. But yeah, like my grandmother's originally from what is now technically the Ukraine, the Poland-Russia border. And then my grandfather was a sergeant in the Polish army and um, he was in the anti-communist movement against Stalin, was held captive in Siberia, uh, fought in the battle of Monte Cassino against the Germans. And then my grandmother was you know, a slave for like, uh, for the not or the Germans. And um, she survived. And one of the, when I was in college, so I had a, a class I was taking, which was writing for PR. So she was here visiting um, and she was telling her life story because our instructor asked, Did anyone, does anyone know of anyone that's uh, of significance that we could have for our interview for our writing assignment? So I was like, well, my grandma was visiting, visiting from London um, and she would be, you know, I think a great person for us to interview and she would have a lot to share that would be um, very important for everyone to hear. And so she told her story about, you know, going through uh, what she went through with, you know, during World War II and all that and the Germans and, um, and then surviving. And then after the war, she moved to London. That's where my uncle and my mother were born. And, um, you know, and she survived basically, you know, because of her faith, you know, her belief in God. And so with... With art, um, that's one of my driving factors with painting and what I do because it's, um, I'd say, you know, when, when she grew up, she didn't have the opportunity to go to school. She didn't have the opportunity for the education that we have. Um, she never drove a car in her life. Um, also, didn't have the opportunities that we have today. And because of their resilience, um, their fight, um, faith, and also, um, yeah, just for them to, to make it through what they went through, that's given me um, my existence. Mm -hmm. And so being able to paint, create, and be an artist, um, it's a gift. It's uh, something that's very special. I'm aware that, you know, it's something that not everyone can paint or um, also to how my life's come about. I think it's there's a, um, a purpose and something that I've been um, gifted with to fulfill. And, um, yeah, and I honor my grandparents uh, through my work. Um, you know, they're with me in spirit, but mm -hmm. that's one of the driving factors because I'm, you know, um, 
yeah, very, very fortunate, very blessed and grateful for what they went through and what they did so that I could be here to live this life that they probably were probably <laughs> blown away. Like, what? Mm -hmm. you're, you're an artist? You're painting for a living? Like, how do you do that? Like, well, you know, you taught um, all the resilience and hard work and determination and the DNA that you guys carried through and that's instilled in me is, you know, heart of the line. And that's mm -hmm. like how I am. And you've, uh, I know ever since we've met, uh, one thing I can't help but notice about you is you always exhibit a sense of gratitude uh, from anything that mm -hmm. you're doing. And that's been just radiated off of you since the first day I've ever met you. Awesome, man. And that's I know that your, your grandparents would be insanely proud of who you have become today. Well, yeah, I, I came from, you know, like growing up, um, my mother and I, you know, came from, um, I'd say, um, you know, a time frame where we didn't have anything. So, um, and I know what it's like to grow up and not have, you know, not have much or any luxuries and stuff like that. But the most important thing I, I'd say that I did have a lot of was love, you know, family love. And um, but I've also been exposed to a lot of things like growing up, um, you know, with friends that passed away early on, uh, family, things like that. And that gives you that changes your perspective and really makes an impact on you, especially when you're younger, because you realize you're not immortal, you know, you're mortal, and you're not gonna live forever. Um, but then you also realize that you have friends that maybe that have disabilities, things like that. And it also gives you a reality check, like, wow, like I'm healthy, I'm normal. <clears throat> you know, my friend has cerebral palsy and can't, you know, do what I do. So I think from early on, just from experiences, um, things I've gone through in life, Yeah, I've always been, yeah, very grateful. And, yeah, and that's uh, that's been such a pleasure to be able to to know that and just to know you and what you really stand for. Um, and I would love to talk a little bit about you know how did you get your start getting into the art world and what was that moment when you said, "Hey, I'm going to do this full time." Whew, man. I'll just say this is this is good stuff, y'all. It's real. <laughs> um, yeah, I get a little emotional, a little teary-eyed. But um, yeah, the the art thing. So kind of the the whole art thing. It's always been there, and my mother's always encouraged it um, from early on. I think she had she had had seen that there was potential, or that you know I had abilities from an early early age. And I, I think she always wished for me to, you know, to maybe pursue art. Um, you know, it was always kind of like at my, you know, at my own pace or, you know, if I chose to do that, fine. Um, but she was always encouraged, like, you know, whatever you do, just always keep painting, keep creating, be creative in some shape or form. And so um, I'd say 2006 is when I started doing a podcast. And um, I did that for tourism and travel. It was called DestinFloridaPodcast.com. And I did that for a while. And so uh, originally I was creating like a lifestyle brand, which went into Live Like Destin. 
and I was creating, um, you know, shirts with the art form of Gutaku, which I knew about in like art history classes and stuff. And I started experimenting with that, showed my mother what I was doing. And she's like, oh, you know, like do more of this. This is awesome. So I got obsessed with it. I'd canvas all over my, my room painting and just, I was painting fish that I caught, my friend's fish. Um, basically just every opportunity I could get at painting a fish, I mean, I was on it. And um, then someone was like, hey, have you ever thought about selling your stuff? And I was like, no. It wasn't even an idea. Like, I've never even dreamed or even thought of, like, being an artist. Like, I've one of my best friends is an artist, and I've gone to his shows and seen him grow and become a successful artist and would go and hang out with him in his studio and all that. And that is just something I just appreciated. I enjoyed. I, like, could feel the artwork, you know, the energy and just soul and passion that's in someone's work. And it's just something I just connected to. And it's always been there. And then, um, yeah, I started painting fish and doing this, and it got me fired up. And when someone asked if I had, was going to sell work, and they were like, oh, you should sign up for the Seafood Festival. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it's 200 bucks. I got a tent. It's a local's corner, so I did that. And um, was, uh, Karen Bilger, I remember that I was painting a scamp at Harbor Docks the Thursday, the day before the Seafood Festival started. And then Tina Harbuck came down from the Destin Log and was, I guess, just doing a little write-up from the Lady M. And then she saw me do my thing and did a little, you know, started asking me questions and all that. And after I finished printing the fish, um, Karen Bilger was like, um, hey, how much for that? And I didn't even know, I was like, um, I don't know. 200 250 and she wrote me a check right then and then when she came back and handed me the check it was just like this whole like just all of a sudden like this realization of like oh my god wow and and it was just like i don't know just like a switch went off and i was like i want to do this it was, it was like then, an entrepreneurial moment too because there was an intersection there of business mm -hmm. plus artwork and i can imagine you had a sense of surprise that somebody wanted to pay you oh yeah it's and that's the other thing too like with art people don't realize the um the confidence and the time that goes into it um to build up like your value to charge like a lot of money for something that just says it's not i'd rather Trust me, like if I didn't have bills and have to do, I would give my art away because I love that. And I know what it means to someone and what, and what and the value that in itself is and how that makes me feel. And then just um, just that whole energy interaction exchange and the connection with somebody with art and all that. It's yeah, man, it's freaking amazing. And, you know, like if I didn't shoot, if I didn't have to worry about money, man, dude, I'd be. I'd be painting everybody's fish for him and just giving <laughs> it away. But unfortunately, you know, it's like, huh, well, and and this matrix where I have to like pay for bills and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, it's it's been wild, man, you know, because I never once dreamed of it. And to be where like where I am now, you know, I can't tell you how many times like it's so rarely I'll be in here painting and I'll finish like a Wahoo or something and I'll just have this like, kind of this moment with myself where I'm just like, damn, dude, I painted that. 
it still like boggles me, man. It still like amazes me that like, I don't know, just what I create, and what I do sometimes and that it comes out of me. And that's, that's like, I did that. I don't know. It's like, I think, I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. And, and there's, I've heard of an artist dilemma where they talk about if you don't price your art high enough, people don't think it's good enough. And if you price your, you know, you price yourself too low, people think it just jump. Yeah, it's that's a whole, oof, man, that's a whole topic in itself because it's like art, you know, there was so much the difference like in art nowadays. You know, you have when you look back to like, I don't know, there's artists like from like the 15th century, from hundreds of years ago, and the work that's been done previously before our our century or whatever. Um, there's stuff that's been done on a level that's incredible, amazing. And now we're, I guess, glorifying or loving the idea of like, um, some splatters and paint and stuff when we've come from such like discipline and ability and visual visualization and just, uh, what the practice that goes into that. I'm not knocking all, I'm not knocking all the abstracts and I know I got abstract friend artists out there, so don't get mad. But it's just my, you know, there's, that's an expression in different arts and what someone puts out there and creates obviously connects with different people, there's different likings, but there is, you know, it's like, I guess a comparison to it is like architecture, look at architecture, you know, there's things that have been created and made and just the craftsmanship and what goes into that, the years of discipline and just, um, uh, energy that goes into making something so amazing and incredible and now we have just this just simple cookie cutter architecture stuff that's boring mm-hmm. and it just and you look back at all these like cathedrals or um mosques and monuments and stuff like that and you're like wow that's incredible you know and like murals and things that are inside of you know you know cathedrals or different places around the world that are just um it's amazing you're like wow someone painted that and um so yeah i think that's that's something like you know with art and value and all that it's wild because you have you know someone with a trained eye can look at a um a painting that has a few splatters on it and be like okay (laughs) we all know how long that took or what's involved with that and they're charging you know okay fifty thousand dollars for that so where did that, you know, value come from? Who put that on? You know, it's like, oh, some actor or somebody famous buys it and all of a sudden that's the established value put out there. I don't know. It's it's a wild thing. The art thing, like the value and all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had that before where I was going down to Fort Lauderdale for the first time for Emerald's event and I had an octopus painting and my buddy was like, what are you taking down here? And I was like, oh, I've got these paintings. He's like, okay, so how much are you charging for that? And it was like an octopus, like, I don't know, 42 inches by like 30 or something. And I was like, um, 600. And he's like, what? 600? Dude, you're not a flea market artist. Stop charging flea market, you know, prices. He's like, people down there are not going to spend or not going to buy that because they're going to think it's cheap for one. And, you know, to them, it's not like, you know, if it if it's not doesn't have a price tag, that just that must mean there's something wrong with it, or it's not a value. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, which is such a weird thing because it's like 
anyone that you know that appreciates art or likes art can see like if some you know if something's been painted well or um, what's gone into it and all that you know that that can be just observed with it the eye um, but yeah it's a it's a weird thing and um you know and I've had people you know haggle me on the docks <laughs> and they're like what how much and I'm like yeah man it's you know it's 400 just like that but it only took you five minutes I'm like yeah it took me five years doing this or six years and then everything else up into this point that's got me to this ability to this level and then also just the confidence to even charge for that but also like yeah like doing this out in the sun and the wind and then also the way I've done it you know that's it's unique man it's mm -hmm. like that's not so it's it's a special niche and it's not something that you can just get good at there's so many man there's just so many learning curves with different fish consistencies using different brushes the paints man I mean there, there's a lot involved and I'm continuously learning when it comes to painting and printing fish even and then the the work afterwards the detail work that's involved with it man it's dude i mean when i say like it it's challenging and it's um keeps me on my toes it does because anyone that, anyone will tell you from like early on as a kid you know i've always been like a go-getter hustler from like buying my first surfboard dragging a lawnmower <laughs> like when i'm determined to be like the best at something or just like i'm doing it it's like gung-ho man it's like on and that's how i am with this man i'm absolutely obsessed i love it it challenges me it keeps but also like i've always loved biology marine life growing up watching nat geo every morning discovery channel jacques cousteau man i i love that stuff as a kid so to be like hands-on with the actual fish and then learning about the fish like i'll go and research fish like something i've never seen before find out like where it lives, what depths it's at, where does it migrate. Man, I wanna know that stuff. I wanna know what I'm painting, like what is that? And be able to give the information, but also honor that life form and study it so that, you know, it's not just a painting, man. It's like, it's, and it's an honor and respect of a life form that embracing that, those natural qualities and bringing it to the best example of its natural look when it comes straight out of the water that I can do so that that can be appreciated, admired, and enjoyed. Like, that's my mission. Like, mm -hmm. I love doing that. And, ch and to challenge myself to keep doing that, it's like never ending. Like, because I'll, I'll look at a Wahoo or look at something that's detailed and I'll still be like, ooh, that lateral line could be like this. I could do that. There's these striations through this and different lighting and iridescence. And yeah, man, it's, it's um, I'm like a mad scientist. <laughs> 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 but I love it, man. It's 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 freaking rad because it brings like all of my loves into one from fishing early on the the love and appreciation for wildlife and marine life art. And it's like, dude, I'm doing this. Pinch me. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is cool. And it goes back to the whole grateful thing. It's like, yeah, man, I get to do this. This is really cool. And, you know, some people would see this artist and they would look at you thinking like, hey, you have the perfect lifestyle. All you have to do is show up at the dock when a fish is caught, spend five minutes printing it, and then charge an absurd amount of money. But reality is you touched on it in a way of, you spent years trying mm -hmm. to get to that point. 
and those challenges that you've had to face along the way, what are some of those uh, harder points in your life where you realize, like, hey, this isn't all fun and games of just printing a fish. Mm -hmm. You have to make money. You have to pay the bills. You have to find ways to uh, scrap by. Um, And I'm sure there's been some parts of your life that you really had to dig deep and find some inner strength to get through those moments. Yeah, there's work ethic and to do like, to, I mean, even now, like right now, I'm man, the discipline that's involved. Um, it's, it's like on another level. <laughs> um, but yeah, to get to where I'm at now, I mean, when I first started, you know, when I first started and I was painting fish, um, I was bartending, I was bartending at Pompano Joe's. And if, if it wasn't for that gig, and being able to have the flexibility to where I could um, have coworkers who I'm forever grateful for, because several of them would pick up shifts on the drop of a dime so that I could go paint a big swordfish at Beauchamp's or um, someone called me to get a commission. And I would like sprint out the restaurant to the parking lot, get my car, haul ass down 98, like, oh man, I gotta get there before they clean his fish. And like racing and to get over there and then paint the fish. And I mean, I did that all, I mean, a lot. And also too, just once I started taking commissions and kind of like getting like a business going, um, you know, I'd, I'd go and bartend, like I was working like five days a week and those shifts were, I'd get there at like uh 10 30, 11 o'clock and not get out of there until sometimes like during peak season, 10, 10 30. Mm-hmm. And we're talking high volume sweating all day i mean it's pompano joe's beach bar is busy it's brutal and um yeah i'd come in here uh before i went to the bar paint come in at like four in the morning have my work clothes on ready to go to the bar paint um but i wasn't in this space though i was like down which was half the space i'm in now uh down the hall and uh, i'd paint then go work the bar then when I got off the bar, I'd come back in here and paint. And there's one year in particular where I had to do that because I wanted to transition into doing artwork. Like my goal, you know, being in my studio and stuff at late at night, um, I just wanted to be here all the time and just paint and work. I just wanted to do it. And I was like, I'd literally be like praying myself like in tears. It's like, I want to do this every day. I want to paint. I want to do this every day. And... Um, yeah, and, and I was like, I and I just remember like just working, just being so worn out, like just exhausted. And um, there was one year in particular, man. It was, yeah, I was I was pretty neat. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's what I had to do. You know, I knew I had to p- push through. I had to work. Um, the bar gave me the flexibility to be off during you know from November through February, so I could paint, produce and do the commissions and all that stuff. And then um, and then each year I kind of like would drop off a shift, drop off another shift, eventually got down to where it almost, it just didn't make sense to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, last year was the last year, yeah, 2022 was the last time I worked at the bar. And I think I worked two days. And then my bar manager was like, hey, you know, like I've heard, you know, you're possibly gonna give it your shifts. And I was like, well, since you're asking me and to push me over the fence to make the commitment, and I could have done it a couple of years before that, but you know, I have a mortgage, bills, and also too, just I want to paint for the enjoyment. 
you know, I don't know, I don't want to be like pressed. And not, so I had to, I knew like with create creativity wise, I want to be relaxed and be able to paint and enjoy every piece and not be like, oh my God, I got to make money. I have to get this painting done. I have to get this painting done because then it's going to be rushed. And when you rush things, it's not done in detail. It doesn't have the same enthusiasm, the same passion, the attention to detail. It's not going to be created as it would be with taking in time and when it's when it's done, when it's done. And so, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, it was, that was, that was wild, man. Like the feeling of that, like when I was like, man, I'm not going back to the bar anymore. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like that realization, like, holy shit, I did it, dude. Like I'm here. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it's still like that now, man. I'll be driving in traffic just in the right lane listen some listen some reggae <laughs> drinking my coffee and i'll be coming in the studio and be like you know and people are freaking out going to work just strung out tailgating everybody just and i'm like thank you stars thank you god <laughs> whatever brought me here thanks and uh i can imagine showing up into the studio every day how long has it been since you've been totally full-time just almost I would say you work two days at the bar, but you were in here five days. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I've been pretty much full time for a few years now. Okay. Um, yeah, because I was at the bar in 2021. I think I only had like two shifts mm -hmm. a week. So it's pretty much full time. Yeah. And so um, you'd come here though, and you would get, I always see artwork and I say, wow, that's, you know, that's an incredible piece of painting. But I guess one thing I never think about is the emotional drain and the physical drain that came out of trying to complete that piece of artwork. I would love to, like, what is that experience like? Man, it's, um, so much of, let's say, this is some, uh, some stuff I don't think I've ever, like, really explained to people, but, um, much of my artwork and painting is very like it's all energy it's all like um basically from the divine spirit god um when i was talking about like honor and life and stuff like that kind of basically i channel all that my understanding of life and how i perceive my perspective um I channel basically channel all that in every single painting. So when someone's like, where's my painting at? Sometimes I'm maybe in like a funk, um, whatever's going on, you know, other times like it's on fire and I can paint being here till four in the morning, you know, just like, just, just going and going. Um, but yeah, like every, everything I do, man, I put uh, just every bit of my soul into every single thing I do. Um, and really, and it comes back to that whole gratitude thing, uh, the purpose and, um, and serving the creator. And that's, um, yeah, that goes into every single thing. And you know, when you walk out of here after one of those spiritual paintings and, and really diving into it. What's that feeling that hits you when you, you, know, you leave your studio at four in the morning, you've been painting just 
incredibly well. What emotion are you feeling then? Um, really just like a, a full-on, just in the moment, just in absolutely in the present. Like it's just, just in the present, just creating, just absolutely loving every second of what I'm doing. And, um, and when I get done, especially like if I finish something, um, yeah, man, I'm like pumped. I'm just stoked. Cause like when I'm done and it's, and I'm feeling it like, you know, I'll be out the studio and you can see like on my light, when you come in, there's like a little fortune and it's got a red tack on it and it says, um, you know, do, uh, do everything with your full, uh, you know, with your full heart and you will be successful. So it's like every day I flip on that switch, I come in here, it's nothing but my full heart. When I leave, when I leave out of this place, it's a reminder like, did you do your full heart today? And um, yeah, it's, how's it say, it, it can be, it can be draining though sometimes like, like, cause I just channel and put, take all that energy and it just goes like into that. And, and then so, when I leave, like, especially if I've been working really hard and put a lot of time in, I'm drained, man. I can be shot and I just don't want to talk to anybody. And it's like, sometimes I, I won't respond. I may not respond to people. And it's not to like, for anyone to take it personal. It's just, I don't have the energy. I'm trying to recharge. And it's just the energy of like, from all that, that I've exuded and put out. And I have to build myself back up to like, have energy to give. Cause I just, put so much in it and in, into what I'm doing. Um, and so, and even like, yeah. And so it's kind of like, I'll, I'll have moments where I'm in here and I'm quiet and it's like, I'm a ghost. You won't see me for a while. You won't see me out and about because I'm just on firing on all cylinders. And I'm just like, just, I mean, got so much just going on. I'm just like, Oh, I got I want to paint. I just want to create and just go. And then, and then I'll get drained or whatever. And then I'll be like, okay. Or I'll get cravings for like social interaction. Cause I may not be around people. I'm just in here a bunch. And I'll be like, man, I need to go to like the boathouse and go see some humans <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, hang out with some people, you know, cause I am like a bit of you know, social butterfly. I love people. I love being around people. I love talking and interaction. But then I also like dive deep into myself and with what I'm doing in here. And I like just cut out the world. And it's just, you know, my little, my little bubble and, you know, and I just do my thing and yeah. You are, um, you mentioned recharging and I know that you're a big surfer. Yeah. And I would say I've heard from other sources, Harley's one of the best surfers in the <laughs> animal coach. Uh, I won't disclose the sources, but yeah. it's a very respectable source. Um, is that the main spot you go to recharge? The ocean's definitely like I surfed yesterday actually, and usually when the surf's really you know when the surf's good, I'll I won't paint, um, but I do love, like actually like tonight like the rest of today tonight I'm gonna work on these wahoos and paint because yesterday I surfed, and it like recharges my energy it just makes me like super calm and relaxed. Also too I feel like there's just been this like last week and a half there's just been a lot of negative energy and different things like that and I've been feeling that I don't know I'm just very like intuitive and feel a lot of stuff 
And so, you know, if there's things going on in the world or with people and all that, I mean, I pick up on it and they're like, you know, and that's another thing too with the art is like, I have to protect my energy and myself. So certain environments, certain things, like I don't drink much because alcohol messes with that. Um, there's a lot of things, man, I, I've learned that what I'm doing, you know, because of the spiritual aspect to it all and the energy and everything and what I want and what I want to be and create. Um, I'm very aware and very mindful of it and pay close attention to it. I, you know, also have several sources that I go to that um, just keep me elevated and always operating on this, you know, high vibration, as you'd say, where I'm just always just and and it's it's real, man. Someone that holds you accountable and keeps yeah. you um, going upward instead of you know. I can imagine an artist can spiral downward pretty quickly, just spending too much time Oof. putting their energy into one thing. Yeah, like I was to say, I think with kind of maybe external things recently, and also I kind of this year I've just been like. I think from also last year, like I have not done a vacation or a break since 2019 was the last time I actually disconnected and took a break. I've just been going ham. And I mean, the, about the only breaks I've taken um, here and there, I might take two or three days in a row where I just kind of rest and take it easy and sit on the couch and force myself not to move. Cause I've always been just wired that way. Like growing up, always fishing, out just always doing something man i just can't sit still i can't be a bum i've just been going ham and just grinding and working hard and i just had this you know this focus on what i want to achieve and where i want to get to and all that um and also to i kind of like last year i think i'd sort of i wasn't as calculated with my time and that's something i've i've had to learn um is i have to be very calculated now with decisions I can't say yes to everything. Also to the time and energy, um, you know, that goes into everything. I have to think about things like, okay, does this make sense? Does this align with what I'm doing? Um, do these people, are they, you know, on the same values that I'm operating on and all that, you know? So there's stuff like that, um, you know, that I've learned. And, um, and I, you know, this, I'd say kind of recently, I've almost kind of felt a little burnout where I was like, man, I need to like several days just to like not paint, not go into studio, just chill. And yeah, you got to recharge and there's got to be balance. Cause to me, it's like, man, every day I'm not work. Like I'll, I want to be in here and sweep. Even if I'm not painting, I'll just want to come in here and do something, have to be doing something. And, um, I have to force myself like, dude, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> like. You know, like, cause also too, it, there's a lot, man, there's a lot to, man, it, there's a lot of people pleasing, Yeah. you know, cause you have the commissions. Like I want to, I want to please everybody. I, I want to paint everything and get everything done as soon as I possibly can. And I, cause I want it on someone's wall for them to enjoy and reminisce on their experience or whatever that, that whatever that painting means to them, the sentiment of it. Um, also, you know, I'm going to spend time with my family, um, you know, friends, go surf and all that. So there's, there's art so demanding mm. and, and it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, you know, also too, like with relationships, you know, it's like, I probably can't just go 
marry or get involved with any any chick off the street because it's like hey you have to understand like how i operate like it's not it's not for everybody um just understanding the creative mind what goes into what i'm doing being able to talk creatively and um i don't know so yeah man it can get complicated (laughs) it's a different lifestyle yeah and you gotta realize that it's not the lifestyle for everybody. Yeah. And I really am curious what what does the lifestyle that you are envisioning and creating over you've learned over the last couple of years that hey sometimes I get really burned out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my time wasn't really right. What's that future look like? Where do you really want to get to at a point in your painting and in your career that you would consider it to be successful? Yeah, um, where I'm at now, I'm still growing. I'm still emerging. The best, like my best work is yet to be done. Like it's, it's, I'm not, I'm still, I wouldn't even say I'm close to the top of the mountain, like for where I'm at, like I'm halfway there. I'm still, still going. There's a lot of different stuff I want to paint that's not fish, that's away from it, but there's also stuff I want to do with the fish uh, that's in completely different realms, taking it to another level. Um, But yeah, it kind of, I guess life goals or what I want to do is spend time with my the people I love, the people that love me, um, surf as much as I can surf, paint, do rad shit, and just, man, just live every day, just like, yeah, man, just smiling and just enjoying life every day and just doing what I love uh, to the best um, that I can and just with the most enthusiasm and just always be just like, Ugh. but um. Yeah, I'd say with like my work and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot because like kind of where I'm at right now, I'm actually in a transition right now. I've been going through growing pains, which is more of like management stuff, like time management, um, having to even be more disciplined with myself, and sort of that getting the the art brain, emotional side, and trying to battle the business side that. You know, I'm like, oh, I just want to paint, focus on this, but I've got more demands on the business side. And it's, you know, it's kind of those things where, you know, getting a manager, someone to come in and do that, um, you know, and it's, you know, there's a lot of like growing pains also too. Like I need an art van, you know, so, you know, I want to buy an art van so I can transport big blue Marlins or you know, to deliver them or go do a road trip to the California and go paint fish up and down the West Coast. Um, you know, like my forerunner used to be nice. It used to be detailed all the time. <laughs> it was a beautiful vehicle, man. And it's one of the sacrifices to it, man. I've had to make sacrifices where, you know, I don't have luxury or I haven't traveled or gone on surf trips because I've put art number one. I've put painting number one. And I've, I've made the sacrifices where I'm like, man, people think I got like a, you know, I'm a, cars got the crispy cream look with fading and busted little tail light and stuff like that and it's like it's one of those things man like where you know i'm having it like that doesn't matter you know it's right now what matters is doing this and creating and i'll have a nice van and i'll have a decent vehicle and it's one of those things you have to earn it and that's what i've learned from day one from everything i've done i've never been like just handed stuff it's like you gotta earn it and I'm not going to take on debt and have more overhead on myself and more pressure financially because I want to look like I'm successful or like I've got a 
badass Mercedes Sprinter van, you know, to keep up with, you know, like, oh, it's like, no, nah, man, I'm real, dude. Like, I got a forerunner that's stacked with canvases in the back. It's got some paint on the outside of it, you know, but that's part of the experience, man. It's the story, you know, it's like I can look back at that and laugh and be like, you know, yeah, that was that was that was like an experience a time I went through and like stepping stones to get to where I want to be. But ultimately, ultimately, man, where I see myself um, traveling, painting fish around the world, uh, doing exhibitions and documentaries type stuff. I've got a big dream. And yeah, I'm working towards that. I want to do amazing stuff. That's all about the oceans. Um and showcasing that but also too i want to do there's other artwork i want to do that's uh me as a human what i have to say about humanity uh there's several different series that i've kind of started one's like a heart series which the first heart i painted was based off of my grandmother's life so basically the heart it has details descriptions metaphors feelings all things that humans can relate to when it comes to life and the heart you know whether it's like like when the things like shot through the heart where it looks like there's a, a bullet exiting it, a broken heart, but then a heart of gold, you know, um, a heart on fire, you know, just different things like that. But it's all feelings and stuff as humans that we, we uh, feel through life and go through with all the experiences, whether that's, you know, love, excitement, suffering, you know, it's the things that are guaranteed that we go through as humans. But those paintings, those series of the hearts are created and done based off of where we are, which is on the planet and its circle of life. And so basically like, I'm gonna do a, a heart, which is kind of, it's basically gonna be like a portrait, like a self-portrait or expression of myself with love, but it's gonna be interpreted and projected and described in the moods of the ocean. So like when there's diamonds on the water, how life can be just so perfect and like love can be that way, where it's just like, you know, just, you're just like, ah, oh. but then also life and love can be turbulent and just crazy and just out of, you know, just it's, you can't control it. And it's just wild. Mm-hmm. And that's a, another um, mood or expression that would go into that, which would be this ocean light, like heart like shaped um, depiction of moods of the ocean that are expressed that we can feel in our as humans. Yeah, and if uh, if there's any listeners here that want to get you to commission a piece, whether anywhere they are, mm-hmm. how do they do that? Yeah, the best way to, to reach out and commission, um, you can email me at gnarlyfishprints at gmail.com. So that's G-N-A-R-L-Y fishprints at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at gnarlyharley, G-N-A-R-L-Y. Facebook, gnarlyfishprints. And, um, yeah, or you can just shoot me a text. Give me a call at 850-206-8282. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, those are the best um, best avenues to reach me. Send me a message, a DM, email. And, um, yeah, and then we can talk creating and doing something awesome. Well, we appreciate having you on the podcast. Thanks, and Steven. This has just been honor, a pleasure. Man. Yeah, I love you, man, and I uh, love you guys. And uh, honored to be a guest, man, and share, my, share what I do. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks.